Welcome to AI Home Podcast, the first podcast for real estate resources and independent living strategies for the disability community. Why? Because accessibility is home. Hi, I'm Angel Fox, blogger, author, and your host. Please stay tuned to the very end to learn about my free handouts and more importantly, how answering the call to action I will give you at the end can, well, lower the kitchen sinks but raise the bars for disability home ownership. Now, let's begin. Location, location, location. These three words summarize how important location is when it comes to real estate. Location can affect many different types of cost of living. However, it hasn't been until the past decade or so that real estate listings bothered to provide exactly what was considered more expensive at that location versus another. In the past, it, you either relied solely on your real estate agent or the prospective buyer just had to figure it out. Understanding the connection between housing and the location within the neighborhood has always been the focus for the disability community. Why? The disability community relies on many services called the Home and Community-Based Services, HCBS, for everyday living. Relying upon health institutions in the past has meant that the disability community literally became segregated from society by being institutionalized. In fact, it wasn't until Ed Roberts, a student of UCLA, brought to light that community accessibility is just as important as housing. This idea led Ed Roberts to start what we call today the independent living movement and we still are struggling with it. So let's take a moment to talk about Ed Roberts. Ed Roberts was born in California. He got polio at the young age of 14 years old and required an iron lung to breathe. Even before the internet and, and computers were actually mainstream, Ed Roberts attended his local high school by telephone in 1960. When he admitted into UCLA a few years later, the university dormitories were not big enough for him to fit his iron lung. Can you imagine that? He was able, however, to find a room and board for him and other students with disabilities in an abandoned wing of a near nearby hospital. Creepy, but you gotta do what you gotta do. The students that came together in this abandoned wing of the hospital became pioneers in making the campus accessible, accessible and disability friendly, forming what was initially called the Rolling Quads, but later became the organization we have today, ADAPT, A-D-A-P-T, and I'm a proud member myself. The Rolling Quads back then fundraised and advocated one of the first disability services on campus, the Physically Disabled Student Program that provided repair services for wheelchairs. I myself, as a prior student, would have loved to have that on campus. Ed Roberts and Rolling Quads didn't stop with the UCLA campus. That Physically Disabled Student Program started to take calls for wheelchair repairs from people with disabilities living in the community who are not even students. Talk about forming a tribe. Their focus on community and not just the campus expanded to something that was both simple but profound for accessibility and eventually led into this concept of sidewalk cuts. Rolling Quads advocated certain sidewalks from the hospital dormitory to the main campus having a ramp or at that time they called cutouts to get on and off the sidewalks before there wasn't any. 
As I talked about in another episode, I discussed the fact that the mainstream at that time didn't feel anyone else other than a person in a wheelchair would use the ramp. With the help of other students and the rolling quads, they provided proof to the mainstream society that, in fact, guess what? Are you waiting? Other people use the ramp. They showed for a full day they video recorded this one particular sidewalk cutout, and they saw mothers with baby strollers, delivery men, and all kinds of able-bodied members. As you can see, the disability community has been concerned about what services are available in the community near housing, and even a finer point, creating walkable sidewalks. If you're a wheelchair user, you've got to have them. Now, real estate listings include some scores regarding walkability and other community-based scores. In fact, Redfin, Zilla, Remix, and many other provide these community living scores because the methodology comes from the same source. They come from www.walkscore.com. Walkscores.com mission is to help promote and find communities with walkable neighborhoods. Walkscores receive grants from academic research that help governments, urban planning, and real estate agencies better understand neighborhoods and communities in the United States and Canada. Of course, through a subscription, right? You can get these type of other scores available. The first one is obviously the walk scores. It measures the walkability based on routes to destinations such as grocery stores, schools, parks, restaurants, and retail. Second score is the transit score. It calculates the distance to the closest stop on each route and the frequency that you may have. Bike score is obviously about bike accessibility and the infrastructure surrounding that. Opportunity score measures the ease of accessibility to nearby jobs without a car. Super important for the uh, gainfully employed disabled person. Predictive analysis is an analysis of the impact of proposed development on the walk score. Not really relevant for today's purposes, but it is there. Pedestrian friendliness. It obviously, it talks about the population density, how many people are there, average block length, and of course, the relationship between the population of pedestrians and the particular block. So, i.e., are you going to run over somebody in your wheelchair because it's too crowded on a particular block? The other one is public transit, which is very similar to the other public score and is available for hundreds of transit agencies, however, and it includes the location of transit stops, routes, the frequency, and what kind of route type it is. Score details it includes data on grocery stores, parks, restaurants, coffee shops, transit location, farmers markets, and other nearby businesses. And then travel time is how long you can get to these food and parks and play destinations that you might be interested. It also analyzes school walkability and commute travel time analysis score. What is missing with all these type of scores? A score that centers around the disability community. Like Ed Roberts at UCLA pointing out concerns that goes beyond the campus, it goes beyond the home. The scores should be reviewed in order to understand what is available, such as the public transit to get to jobs without a car, the opportunity score, and the length of the block and the pedestrian's population can help you whether or not you can navigate through that particular block with people while real estate listings have not created a walkable or other community-based scores that include the disability community, it should not stop you from continuing your own research through a few good apps 
that I am going to talk about once you decide where you want to buy your home. The three apps I recommend looking into are Open Sidewalks, Access Now, and Wheelmate. Open Sidewalks is an upcoming platform that wants to map the entire pedestrian experience. Open Sidewalks collects data on sidewalks and networks of path types with detailed attributes such as the width, surface composition, steepness, that's super important, and the traffic. Specifically, the platform understands that there is a diversity in pedestrians' needs. And guess what? They actually include the disability community. This platform will help wheelchair users map out walkable sidewalks by suggesting sidewalks without steep inclines or too many people on the block. So this goes beyond just, guess what? There's a sidewalk. Can you use it? Next app, Access Now. Access Now is a community-driven app that pinpoints accessible locations on the interactive map. You can look up places like restaurants, museums, attractions, and view the accessibility rings, which are accessible, partly accessible, patio access only, and not accessible at all. You can also rate your own location and even add your own information to help the community. Remember, we are a tribe. The last app is Wheelmate. This free mobile app is designed for people in wheelchairs who need to find accessible restrooms and parking. Wheelmate allows users to rate the restrooms and parking areas for cleanliness, convenience, and accessibility. So you'll know which amenities are safe and which ones you probably need to skip altogether. And I just remember one of my favorite podcasts called Accessible Star. I was listening to one of the episodes and when I was writing this the information I wanted to include. I have to digress because it so fits with restrooms. In this uh, Accessible Star podcast, they were talking about disability community oftentimes have to do what's called pee time. <laughs> what is pee time for those people who may be new to the disability community or you're in the housing market and uh, housing development? And you want to know more? Pee times is the idea that every disabled person knows that even though the ADA requires restrooms to be fully accessible for people with wheelchairs, guess what? That's still not. It's 2022 and we still have accessible stores that are not accessible. And in this accessible star episode, they were talking about how you really bond with your able-bodied friend when you get to a restroom and you find out, yeah, you can wheel into the stall, but you can't shut it. And so your able-bodied person has to, you know, move the wheelchair out or stand guard for privacy. And it's very comical if you've been in it. And I guarantee you, if you've been around the any sort of community, you're bound to find an, an issue with restroom stalls. And so the P-Time concept comes with this idea of knowing that you're not going to have accessible stalls everywhere you go. So you need to calculate yourself eternally based on your biology, how much you go drink, and try to map out any restrooms that you know are accessible. And so you use that as a calculator. We, you know, slang call that P-Time. And it's partly sad, but it's also the reality. So using that wheelmate can really cut down that pee time idea. And hopefully, while it might be a little grotesque and not necessarily directly involved for disability home ownership, it's still important to educate when you can. So, back to off the digression. These three maps I just talked about can help you create walkable, accessible community scores for yourself. Having a better understanding of what the neighborhood can offer can help you better gauge whether your prospective new home or the home you're located right now truly meets the scores for you. If you want the direct links for these apps or the transcript of this episode, please visit my blog. All episodes or transcripts are turned into 
blog posts. So stay tuned at the closeout to locate my website and blog. Now, as promised, I always have a call to action as I said in my intro, and today I have two. While I have provided you several different types of scores from walkscore.com for real estate listings to include within these three tailored disability apps that can help you understand what would be a good neighborhood for you, I invite anyone with mobility disability to go on my Facebook page and talk about how you will score your neighborhood based on what you, we have talked to you about today. Because the reality is, a lot of score is actually designed that takes all these things in, including the app. It's going to take time. So why not help out your fellow disabled tribe member and go on my Facebook page and give out some information when it comes to the neighborhood and the walkability score and define it however you want. That's the first call to action. Now, the second call to action is anybody that's in the housing development, housing market, real estate agent, developer, doesn't matter. If you are using more than just walkability score, you feel like you are including information that could help for the disability community to know what that neighborhood is going to be like from their perspective, feel free to go on my webpage and post what scores you are using, how you think it could be helpful, and get feedback from the disability community. That will only help you to target, as I say in my consulting services, the largest minority and the most untapped market today, the disability community. And if you have a listing that does have accessible modifications to it, feel free to go on my Facebook page and post that as well. I would love to see that. Now, I also have an alternative motive. It's kind of a call to action for myself. I told you we got a lot of call to actions today. And that is, please stay tuned for updates on a possible new addition to my website. A real estate listing website exclusive for accessible housing. I am currently exploring whether I can buy one of the two main websites out there and add a neighborhood score for the disability community. So anything you guys would like to see happening, for that particular score, if I could get that done, again, please go to the Facebook page and post that and a call to action for me to see if I can add that as part of my consulting business as well as my new website. So stay tuned here and thank you so much for your time. After listening today, disability home ownership is that much closer. Whether you are a wheelchair user or a worker in the housing industry. But there is so much more I can provide you through HorizontalHouses.com. HorizontalHouses.com is the hub for all things related to disability home ownership. You will find my blog, this podcast, my book, and how my consulting services can help real estate agents or housing developers market and tap into the largest minority group the disability community, all of which come from real-world experience as a working-class, lifetime paraplegic who bought her first home during the Great Recession and successfully modified it. Please help me continue this exploration of disability home ownership by connecting through my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, Pinster accounts by either searching for horizontal houses on these platforms or visit directly the horizontalhouses.com website. Most importantly though, 
please subscribe to the email distribution list located on the website so you don't miss out on any updates I may have. Remember, sharing our collective experiences will allow us each to lower the kitchen sink but raise the bar for disability home ownership. Thank you.